a blessing to you. We have been looking at uh, the fact that our knowledge of God is what will give us rest. So we are looking at resting in God. See, in times when things are not working, you need to know how to rest in God. You need to know how to hook on God so that you can rest. God gives us rest in troubles. Troubled times, God gives us rest. And believers ought to know it. That is why we serve God. I've been saying something for many years, and I keep saying it. Because there are things I would not know what to do about, or I would not know how to handle. That is why I'm serving God. The things I can handle, I will handle. But there are things in this life, I'm telling you, there are things in this life that are bigger than your understanding and your mind. And when they come around you, you need God. And that is why for us believers, we are serving God. That he will come through for us. But we must know how to hold on to him. So the scripture we read, the first part of the, the part of the scripture we read, let me take the second part. That is Daniel chapter 11, the verse 32, which has been our opening scripture. It says, the peop- but the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. The people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. And so one of the things I intend doing and, or I'm doing in this series is to let you know the things about God you should know. That nothing should change your mind on it. You should know something about this God and that should be the thing. Incidentally, the things I'm talking about are the real attributes and who God is. And when you know it and you believe it and you hold on to it, that is key to your rest in any situation. I have worked in it for many years and I've seen that it works. And so in this time, I decided to bring it back. And sometimes I used to call it the pillar of rest in Christ. But the pillars are there, and I want you to know. And like a, a pillar will hold a foundation, a, a, a building firm. So also these things can be referred to as the pillars that get you rest in Christ. And so I want you to follow it. Psalm 46, the verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am, the, I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. I'll be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. It is when you are still, then you will know that God is God. I like Malachi who says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. God does not change. We need to know him. If you know God and you know that he doesn't change, you will rest in him. So we began looking at many things. Because in this time, of COVID-19 and the lockdowns and the isolations and all kinds of things that are happening. As we are talking, some people are in the hospital. The other day I was watching TV and I've seen it. And the nurses and the frontline workers are doing so well and we just want to thank God for their lives. We just want to pray that the Lord will bless them and their families. I was seeing these cleaners who were cleaning everywhere and they were showing it. And, and sometimes when they show these things, they make us all know that there are people who have sacrificed to be in the front line to take care of us. And we just ask God to bless and to touch their lives and to give the medical uh, health personnel some wisdom to handle this sin wisely and big and, and so big that it will save our nation and save our people. And I, I pray that that will be. But, but we are looking at some few things that must help us. In these times, what should we do? We must know God. We must stand on God. We must hold on to God. The first thing we talked about was that God's loving kindness. You must know God is love. And his loving kindness is his love towards you. His loving kindness is the love that draws him towards us. The loving kindness of God draws us. 
And so God is love. There is no shadow of darkness. There's no shadow of evil in him. He's just love, pure love. He doesn't have love. We, we try to have love, but God is love. And so we should know that God is love. And the second thing we looked at is that God's tender mercies. They are the things you should depend on. His tender mercies. When God is loving, his mercies come to us. Because God wants to bless us with his love. His love, he wants to come to you. He wants to, he wants to help you. But we have so many problems. We sometimes disobedience. Sometimes the kind of ways we have decided to disobey him and to walk in our own way. So when he has to come, because he's loving and wants to love you, and yet he's, he, he cannot stand sin, what happens is that his loving kindness, his tender mercies will come forth. And when the tender mercies of God come forth, the tender mercies of God allows him to spare you so that he can show you his love. So, the tender mercies of God is one of the things that made God to spare our lives because none of us can say that we are without sin. None of us can say that we don't disobey God. We all do. And sometimes there are simple, simple things God wants us to do. I like something that the Bible says. He said, to him that knows what to do and does not do, to him it is sin. That means that sin can be very specific to you and not to any other person. So, you know something? That is where, why, why the tender mercies of God are here. And that's why I believe that no matter where you are, no matter where you are lying, no matter what is happening around you, at this point, just depend, let the love of God find you. And if the love of God is coming, receive his tender mercies. Just remind God of his mercies. Just remind God that I know you are a merciful God. Have mercy on me and deal with me and handle me and take care of me and bless me and heal me and restore my health and quicken me and bless me. Just tell God to, to have mercy on you. We talked about appealing to the mercies of God. And he said, today I want to talk about the 13, which is the goodness of God. Now, sometimes for us believers, a lot of us know when we are, share, when we are sharing benediction, we say the, uh, the, 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 uh, some, some, when we are talking about uh, Psalm 23, the verse 26, goodness and mercy shall follow you. Whenever mercy finds you, the, the loving kindness of God will let you see his goodness. The loving kindness of God is just so that good things can come to us. Why God loves us so that he can show us good things. You see, the loving kindness of God draws it to us. His mercy covers our sin so that he can be good to us. He must be good to you. God is good. I like, I like one scripture in the Bible that talks to me about God is good. And it was just an illustration by Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, 19, the verse 16 to 17. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Somebody went to him and said, Good master, what good thing should I do so that I can? And Jesus answered in the verse 18, very, very enlightened. Seventeen, rather. I didn't know you had gone forth. You're always too fast. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Why are you calling me good? Why do you say I'm good? Why do you say good master? There is none good but one. The reason why Jesus was saying that was because the people are calling him good, but they are refusing that he's God. So he said, why are you calling me good? There is none good but one. That is God. 
That means God is the only one who is good. And I'm submitting to somebody. There cannot be any other person who is good except God. You see, we believers, by the nature of God, we try to imbibe. That's what makes us good. When you are a Christian, you must be good. Why? Because the nature of God is in you. And God is good. So you cannot be a Christian and be doing bad things. Recompensing people with evil. You must be doing good things. That is the nature. If you have the nature of your father, then you must be doing. So the Bible says, only God is good. And this was Jesus himself. Jesus himself was said. He was telling me that only God is good. In other words, God is good. Our God we serve is good. That is his nature. He is the only one that is good. There is no shadow of turning or evil in him at all. You can't find any other thing except good. And I'll be telling you some few things that you Christian must, we, we believers must accept. Sometimes we doubt the goodness of our God. And because we doubt the goodness of our God, we don't see the goodness because you must have faith in him in order to have it. You are not seeing the good because you doubt his goodness. You doubt his goodness. Nothing but only good is in God. You can find nothing. That's why the Bible says something I like. When the Bible was talking about James chapter 1, verse 17, when God was going to talk about what, God, what the goodness of God does, he said something inside there I like. He said every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You can't find any other thing but good. There is no variableness in him. Listen, there is no slight evil in God. No, no, no. There is no slight darkness in him. Everything is light. He's good. So there is no variableness and there is no shadow of turning at all in God. You need to know that God is good. Listen, if you know that thing, it will change a lot of things around you. I don't care whether you are going through some dangerous time. When you begin to look at God as a good God, everything around you will start changing to fit the power and the nature of that good God whom you serve. But many times we allow the things that are happening to consume us so much that we are looking at only evil. But turn your eyes and look at the good God. God is good. God is good. God is good. So there is no shadow of turning in him at all. Because he is nothing but good. His goodness comes to us. Goodness are just the goodies of his good, good, of being good. When somebody is good, you see the goodies of his good. Goodies is my word. I want you to explain something. When you see somebody who is good, there are things about him you see around that shows his goodness. As a result of him being good, you will see goodness around you. You see goodness around him. You see goodness emanating from him. As a result, because he is good, nothing else can come. You cannot, you cannot say God is good, but evil is coming out of him. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's what we just read. 
that there is nothing evil in him. It's only good. So the things that come around him, out of him are goodness to us. They bless us. They, 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 they enhance our lives. They promote us. They lift us up. God wants our, our joy, so he brings the goodness. He wants our strength, so he brings goodness. He wants our purity, so he brings goodness. He doesn't bring evil. God does not bring evil. That's why the Bible says, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely, goodness and mercy, they shall follow you. Because out of him emanates goodness. So, when we relate to this good God, the things that come around us are good, his goodness. Somebody says, well, pastor, but the things I'm hap that are happening around me, I don't see them as good. Yes, you will soon understand that things will happen, but inside of you and around your immediate body and yourself as an individual, if you begin to focus on the goodness, very soon the goodness will surround everything because, you see, the goodness follows us and it overtakes us and surrounds us. You see, you are looking at the things that are ahead of you, but listen to me, there is some goodness that is following you and when it overtakes you, huh, everything around, that is why the Bible says that whatever evil is happening, God will turn it into your good, into your blessing. He will turn it into good so it does not mean that because God is good, some things don't come around. They will come. They come often around us, but the goodness of God is following us. And surely that goodness will overtake you. May the goodness of God overtake you in any situation you are in. I pray that whatever the situation, whatever thing that is ahead of you, whatever thing that is surrounding you and you are looking at, may the goodness of God that follow, may it overtake you. May you see God in your system and around you. In the name of Jesus. So, the goodness of God. Psalm 31, the verse 19 says something good. I like. Ah. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. Go back to the first. Oh, how! Oh, how! Great is thy goodness which thou hast laid for them that fear thee. So God has laid goodness. One of the things I want you to understand is that when you know God as God who is good and has laid goodness for you, it will change all your perspectives. You know, I, I will say this thing. I, I have lived with Muslims and my, 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 I have my relations, my senior relations who are Muslims. But one of the things I have learned about Muslims which makes them take life sometimes very easy, more easy than a lot of believers do, is this. Don't say, I'm using Islam to teach you. Even ants, God uses them to teach us. Say, so go to the ants and learn. Listen, they believe something, that everything that happens is good. That's not what I'm asking you to believe. But they believe that everything that happens is good. If you live among them, 
One of the sentences you hear often, anything God did it is good. So they don't wrestle with many things like a lot of believers wrestle with things. Now, we, we don't say that everything that happens, God did it. No, that's not the way the believer thinks. Because the devil also works. And he does many havoc things in our lives. The devil will attempt to bring trouble into your life. But we have to understand that God is good. So when I am in the situation, because I believe in the good God, I will rest in the good God, and the good God will make everything good. So that's why he says that all things will work together for your good. That is what the believer must. Instead of complaining, instead of kicking people, instead of trying to find out who is doing, sometimes you're wasting of time to find out who is doing the evil around you. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Just trust in the goodness of the Lord. Oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up. He has laid up goodness for we those who fear him. And we those who trust him, he has routed big for us before the sons of men. That means people will be watching us and we are enjoying the goodness of God. He has laid it up. May you understand that God has laid up goodness for you. May you understand that God has prepared and he has wrapped goodness that is around you. Listen to me. Oyokote Messiah. When the enemy is rising, listen, just know that is the enemy and that is it. Full stop. But don't concentrate on it. I like what the late Archbishop Benson, the host used to say. He said, if you give the devil attention, he will give you direction. And many Christians are being directed and blown about by the wind of the things that are happening. They cannot see God's goodness stabilizing. He has laid a goodness for the people that fear him. And for those of us who trust in him, he has routed great goodness before us so that we can have it before the sons of men. So it means that the believer's response to things that are happening around you must be very enlightened by the fact that God is good and that his goodness is around you. Can I hear somebody shout a big amen there? Very important. So I like the way Psalm 27 puts it. Psalm 27, the verse 13. When you are going through things, listen to me. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 27, 13. I had fainted. You know the words? Because I believed to see the goodness of the Lord, I didn't faint. <laughs> this is one of the scriptures I like so much. And I have believed on this scripture and it has helped me in many ways. Listen, there are times things will be looking, but you must believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Because the is following, it's coming, it's coming. He has laid it up for you. It's coming, it's following you. So when you believe to see the goodness of the Lord, you won't faint. You won't die. You won't give up. You won't fall. You won't perish. But when you don't believe to see the goodness, then the evil will overtake you. So many believers are overtaken by evil, not because God is not on their side, because they did not believe that goodness was coming. Now, listen to me. In God, anything you will receive, you receive it by faith. Your belief in him is what brings it. Not your beauty. Not your crying. I tell people often that if God was looking at tears, he wouldn't come to Ghana. He would go to where 
war-torn areas where children are crying. Listen, you must shake up yourself and get up and believe that you will see the goodness of God tomorrow morning. I'll see the goodness of God before the close of the evening. I'll see the goodness of God before the, the, the weekend. I'll see the goodness of God before the month ends. I will see the goodness of God before the year ends. Somebody just believe in the goodness of God. I would have fainted unless I have believed. That means until I believed in the, to see the goodness of God. Hi, if I had not, I would have fainted. May you not faint. God has laid up goodness for you. A lot of goodies are coming to you. A lot of God's blessings are coming. God is so good that he emanates goodness towards our lives. So all things will work together for your good. Let me tell you something. A lot of you have heard about this. Uh, three, three pastors in, in Volta region who were in prison because they went to meet. Yesterday, mommy sent me, forwarded to me a message on WhatsApp. The policemen who went and arrested them and dealt with them and prosecuted them and took them and they jailed them. I hear the way they treated them even in the cells before they took them there was like they were people who had committed murder. The same policeman went and supervised a chief's and skin mentor. Is he or his I don't even know. What are you? What do they do? They are skin or they are stool? Me, I don't know. And stool. They went, he went and did it. I don't know whether it's water. He went and did the same. And the gathering, he broke the, 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 the social distancing to do that. Meanwhile, he went and arrested a pastor with 50 people. But you see what? I said something. I sent a message to mommy. I said, mommy, it is a whole setup. What they meant to punish the people. I spoke to the pastors. They have been released. Apostle Buafo, Apostle Richard Buafo, God richly bless you of the Lost Pentecostal Church International. God richly bless you. The past GO of the Lost Pentecostal and, and, and Church, God richly bless you. That man is a man of God. He has handed over the general overseership. But he, said, he told me that when I read it, I was sad and my heart was burdened that I must do something to help them. And that Man single-handedly raised money to take care of two of them out. And I also read it. I saw it. I was also burdened. I appealed to a lot of my, my sons, pastors, and friends and of Fountain Gate Chapel and outside Fountain Gate Chapel and our church in Ofanko. And you responded. We got money. And as I'm talking to you, the pastors have been released. They are back home. Yesterday, the secretary called me to thank me again. I'm not able to talk with the general overseer because he, he doesn't speak English. But the secretary is good when we talk. But they talked to me. They were very happy. They thank all of you who contributed. Apostle Buafo, we just want to thank you. May the Lord strengthen you and keep you. You are a true son of this soil. And may God bless you. And on this platform, I just want to send my, my great thanks and appreciation to your ministry. God bless you. You have been a father and you have been a father of many and you continue. But the story I was just bringing into here is that you see God, it was a setup. Now the people have left and when we send them money, when I spoke to them, I realized they have seven branches. So we send them money and I said, 
this money, can I get you a motorbike? They said, well, yes, they will need it. So as I talked to you, on Friday, we bought a motorbike and gave them the help pastor. And then we gave them money to the tune of about 10000 And they are going to pay some bills and other things that came up because of this. And then they are going to live on the rest. I want to take this opportunity to thank you. But listen, this is what God can do. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. The devil meant it for evil. Put them in prison. Now they have motorbike to do more ministry. Those people are going to do great ministry. Are you understanding? So there are things we need. You see, believe to see the goodness of the Lord before the day ends. Believe it. That God will surely come through for you. When we forget about the goodness of the Lord, we faint. When we don't believe in the goodness of the Lord, we faint. When we don't hope in the goodness of the Lord, we faint. We give up. Christians are giving up too soon because they forget that God is good. But today, may you know God as a good God. And may you know his goodness so much that you will not faint. You won't faint. There is a scripture I like in Romans chapter 2, the verse 4. Just the first part. I just like it. I quote it every time. It's very important. So that when you know it, you know what to do. In Romans chapter 2, the verse 4, it says, or, let me see, or, or, do you despise the riches of his goodness? I just want only that. Don't despise the riches of God's goodness. A lot of believers despise it. They don't believe in it. When you hear a Christian confessing and talking and complaining, you will see whether he's despising the goodness of God. The riches of God. The good, God's goodness is so rich, it can never be exhausted. Why do you think he has finished with you? Why do you think you are finished? Why are you complaining? I'm finished. I'm dead. I'm finished. Nothing is working. No, 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 no. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do. No, the goodness of God is rich. And don't despise it. When you despise it by the words you speak and by your attitude, by your unbelief, you won't see it. But today, I want you to know that God is good. And his, the riches of his goodness is around you. The, the Bible says he has laid it up for you. But fear him. And he has routed around those of us who trust him. So, the good, don't despise him. Let me, let me end this thing by telling you something. Because today we want to take communion. In Matthew chapter 20, from the verse 1 to 14, I won't read it. You will see one great example of God's goodness. Jesus gave a parable. And the parables are very important. The parables are meant... To teach us how God handles his children in his kingdom. The parables are always a lesson of how God rules in his kingdom. God does not rule his kingdom like the way the earthly kingdoms are ruled. So all the parables are stories about how God deals with his children in his kingdom. The kingdom of God. And we are the children of the kingdom. The, in that parable, the Bible, Jesus said, a man who is a, 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 a farmer went to rent or a, 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 a Somebody who has his company went to rent laborers to come and work. He went early, 6 a.m., and took people. And he sent them there to go and work, 6 to 6. And he agreed with them, when you finish the whole day, this is how much I'm going to give you. Then, later on, he was passing, 9 o'clock, he saw some people standing. He said, ah, but why are you people standing here? They said they have no work. He said, go, go and work. When you work, this evening I'll come and give you something. He went out again, two, tw 12 o'clock. He met another group of people. He said, hey, you, why are you lazy in here? They said, oh, you know, we don't have any work to do. He said, okay, go and work. I have a farm. People are working. They go and join them. 
In the evening, I'll come and pay you. Three o'clock, he met another group of people and took them. And five o'clock, he took some people and went there. Five. So they went and worked for one hour. Some worked for three hours. Some worked for six hours. Some went for nine hours. Some worked for... But when the time came for him to go and pay them, he started with those who worked for one hour. And the Bible said he paid them the amount he agreed with the first. So the first people were now happy. Oh, if he has given them this amount, then it means that those of us who have been here from 6 a.m., we are going to get back. God doesn't work like that. Don't despise the goodness of God. The riches of the goodness of God, it doesn't work like that. God is good. In him is. So, the Bible says, when the first people were waiting, the second people, he gave them the same amount. Third, the same amount. Fourth, the same amount. The fifth group of people, when they came, he gave them and said, why? Why? Why do you give us the same amount? We have been here laboring, you gave them. He said, ah, what have I done? Have I treated you bad? Because what I agreed, I agreed with you, that's what I gave you. Is that not it? If I do good to somebody, is that your matter? Why must you hold me because I've been good to somebody? Take yours and leave me. That demonstrates how God is good. And his goodness shows no barrier. When you think you don't deserve it, that's the time God becomes good to you. In this story, one of the things I say that God is so good to us. He's, he doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us his goodness, his blessings, his abundance of his riches. God does not look at what he deserves in order to reward you. He looks at his goodness. According to your goodness, oh God, bless me. That should be your prayer. According to your goodness. Don't go and tell God according to the works that I've done. <laughs> Listen. It's not according to, if you go and say according to the works that you have done, then you want to deserve it. We don't deserve God's goodness. We look for it, we ask for it. According to your goodness, Lord, bless me. According to, when you pray that kind of prayer, God knows the limit to which he will bless you. You know, we limit God by, by putting some things around us whenever we are coming to him for his goodness. As for his goodness, just tell him, Lord, according to your goodness. He may treat you like the people who went and went for one hour. And he blessed them. I see your blessing coming. I see somebody holding your blessing and the person is bringing it. Listen, the goodness of God is going to visit you. I see somebody coming to you and he's bringing your blessings. Your goodies are coming. Oh, by the close of the month, may you see something great that has fallen into your account. May you see something powerful that has come around you. May people call you and bless you. Even in this time, when you are thinking you are dying, may somebody remember you. May God call somebody to remember you. And may the person run to you with the goodies that he will bring. You will receive the goodness. Listen, let's hope in the goodness of the Lord. When you are going through things, just hope in the goodness of the Lord. Just pray, if that can be your prayer. Lord, according to your goodness, bless my life. Take care of me. Watch over me. According to your goodness, take care of my future. According to your goodness, take care of my family. According to your goodness, do for me what you want to do for me. According to your goodness. When you pray that kind of prayer, I'm telling you, you have set God up to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Because sometimes your expectations are limited. Most of the times, what I've realized in life is that when I want to pray to God and ask for things, 
I don't even know uh, the, the, the extent and how much of it I need. But when you pray and ask God to bless you according to his goodness, he does it beyond your wildest imagination. May that be your portion. This month, I want you to be praying and asking God to bless you. Lift up your hands and pray. Bless me and my family according to your goodness. Come truth for us according to your goodness. Bless us according to your goodness. Bless us according to your goodness. Somebody pray. Bless me according to your goodness. Heal me according to your goodness. Restore my health according to your goodness. Restore my health according to your goodness. Restore my health according to your goodness. Come through for me according to your goodness. I want no robber satire. I will not despise the riches of your goodness. The riches of your goodness, oh yeah, kete mo salaba, are beyond my wildest expectation. Bless me according to your goodness. Lord, reach out to me according to your goodness. Take care of my future. According to your goodness, take care of your, my house according to your goodness. Somebody pray. Take care of my children according to your goodness. Our future according to your goodness. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord shall follow us. The goodness of the Lord is following you. I see you entering your goodness. I see the goodness of the Lord overtaking you and surrounding you and your family. I see goodness coming to you. You seem to be, to be stranded now, but the goodness of God is coming to make a way for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare, you will not be stranded anymore. You will not be struggling anymore. For the goodness of the Lord shall come to you. Those of you that are going through some challenge now, I want you to see. And believe in the goodness of the Lord. Believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord by the end of the day, by the end of tomorrow, by the end of the week. Just believe. I want to see the goodness. God, touch, come through for me according to your goodness. According to your goodness. According to your goodness. You are a good God. God is so good. God is so good. Yeah, God is yeah, so good, yes, yeah, so good to me. God is so good, God is yeah, so good. Hallelujah, God is so good, He's so good. Yes, so good. Yes, so good to me. Your God is so good. Lift up your voice. God is so good. And as you sing this song, may the goodness of the Lord follow you. God, and overtake you. May the goodness of the Lord surround you. May the goodness of the Lord make a way for you. When all men touch you down, the goodness of the Lord shall lift you up and give you hope for tomorrow. It's so good to Yeah, God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah, God. So good, mm -hmm. yes, so good to 
for the last time, God is so good. God is good to us, oh God is so good. Hallelujah, God is so good. Is so good to me. Listen. In this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, God has been good to us as a nation. God has been good to us. When you look around and throw your eyes around, and of course I told you that, we don't, we don't, we don't look at the things that are happening to other people and give up. But when you throw your eyes around and look at the nations that are even more capable than us, see what is happening. Let's appreciate what God is doing. We will not rest on our oars because it is not done yet. But we just want to thank God for his goodness towards Ghana. Thank God for his goodness towards your family because when you see the way this thing is devastating certain homes in the well-developed nations where they believe they have all the medical things to take care of it. And yet, this thing is have creating havoc. We just need to bless God. We just want to know that God, it is your goodness that has kept us. Wherever you are, just wanted to open up your mouth and thank God for Ghana. Just thank God for his goodness. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. You have blessed our nation. You have blessed the continent of Africa. What is happening all over the world? Lake Salabasaka. It is just your goodness that you have shown towards us. You have shown us that you are a good God. And that when we lift up our hearts unto you, you God will let your goodness follow us and overtake us. Your goodness. We are hope in your goodness. Therefore, Lord God Almighty, we will not faint. Your goodness is what we are expecting. Let your goodness surround our nation. Let your goodness surround this continent. Let your goodness come over the world. Oh, yeah, Let your goodness come over this world. Let your goodness come over this world. Deliver us by your goodness. Deliver us by your goodness. Heal us by your goodness. Lift us up by your goodness. By your goodness, reach out to us. By your goodness, reach out to us. Saba rokote mesene. Simo rokote bayamani. Wusa yeyi. Wusa nase. Oh, krum krum yami, yeah. Nah, yeah. Eje wusa, ayeyi, wusa nasi. Oh, krum krum 